by Fitoplasm and Van de Kander, day 14. So um opening this one a bit late. But I've been walking back and forward quite a bit from my son's school today because it's a nativity play. And in doing so, I was catching up on episodes of the Frankenstein's RPG podcast. And I listened to the one in which I'm in it. And um, I had a couple of thoughts. One is, I sound pretty nasal and uh, I take ages to get to the point. Sorry about that. And the other thing is, um, it prompted ideas in my head about thoughts about um, SF fandoms. So this is a kind of a double bill. And I'm going to talk about two sci-fi TV shows, Dark Matter and Killjoys. And mostly I'm going to focus on Dark Matter because it's the less well-known of the two. But both of them are absolutely worth your attention. Um, So Dark Matter is about a group of characters who wake up on a spaceship, quite a, a powerful gunship, in a um, in a universe that's mostly run by corporations. And they have no memory of how they got there or who they are. And so they have to piece their lives back together. And it follows the sort of usual episodic Monster of the Week type thing, where and, and they're going from spaceport to spaceport and solving problems and finding things out. And they gradually find out who they were. Um, there are flashbacks to who they were and spoiler ahead, they're not nice people. Um, but they, uh, you know, they had their memories wiped and that's a spot of redemption. And I thought that's such a fantastic hook into a series. So I mentioned that, uh, that universe is under a sort of, uh, corporate control. The, the powers that be are corporations, but there are other things going on, uh, you know, little pockets of, um, scientific concerns one of the main characters seems to have superhuman powers and it turns out that she has um, a whole load of nanites within her that uh, make her stronger faster repair extremely quickly even survive death by spacing but some of the other features in this universe include a uh, a sort of cult of oracles who use humans as computers and essentially have i think I'm not sure if they co-opted a single village or a, a set of settlements for the people who were particularly suitable for their human computer experiment, but they can effectively predict the future by mathematical calculation. Um, and uh, Will Wheaton makes an appearance. Mostly, I, I think it's very well acted. I liked all the characters, and all of the characters have a secret which they, when they're confronted with it, at least feelings of guilt and regret and, and other th- other feelings are stirred up by realisation of, of what they, of who they were. There's an obligatory um, you're, you're all now in prison episode where they have to break out. Um, yeah, really good stuff. It's Canadian. One of the actors, the, the android, is played by an actor who later turns up on um, Lost Girl. Uh, she's the doctor there, and I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, she's fantastic, mostly because of the way that she plays an emotionless android who is struggling with their feelings, um, and also has superb comic timing. Um, okay, so on, on to Killjoys. That demonstrates one of the things that I thought Diaspora was really good for, namely having the sandbox in a sort of fairly small location you know, a couple of planets, and that's essentially what it is. And it's the so one of the planets has a sort of ruling class of controlling interests, and another of the planets, which is uh, is effectively an industrial town, 
and the Killjoys themselves are bounty hunters. So the uh, the the story, the Monster of the Week stories, write themselves. You know, they're going to different places and apprehending people. But in the course of what they're doing, they find a uh, they find indication of an existential threat that is related to a sort of an alien green goop that transforms humans into effective immortals. And also they they learn things about themselves which have previously been suppressed. The interesting thing is both Killjoys and Dark Matter feature a central character who is an absolute badass female martial artist, gun-toting, violent character, um, who doesn't fully understand their past, where they came from. That's also the plot of uh, River in Serenity and Firefly. Um, yeah, popular idea, but it's all good stuff. So things that are gameable from Dark Matter, you've essentially got a bunch of characters waking up who have backgrounds that they don't know, and they have a set of skills that they can draw on, and they have a ship. So let's say you did that to a bunch of players. You're saying, I'm inviting you to make what you will of this sandbox and your skills. You give them a bunch of job opportunities. You throw in sort of uh, communications from people like their handlers. But otherwise, you can just let them go at it. And uh, yeah, very satisfying to watch, partly because of the sort of gameability I felt. And it has a bunch of interesting characters as well. Um, I've mentioned the the female badass. There's also a male mercenary character with a, a past that he'd rather forget. Um, there is a counter-agent. There's a precocious teenager who's a whiz with electronics and, and um, systems. There's the android, uh, who is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, lots of good stuff to enjoy. And Killjoys, the setup is more that the characters are affiliated to a guild. So they rely on their connection with the guild to get jobs. And that drives the narrative. I think both of those are also more robust framing devices than Firefly. The problem, I, f I felt that Firefly is fantastic the way it was written. And of course, they do that. They, they do the sort of cowboys in space. So they rob trains and they, they, uh, and they work with settlements. The problem with Firefly as a game, there's no central vocation or plot question that they have to answer themselves. They drift a little more aimlessly. Of course, it's not a problem for a TV series. I think it's slightly harder for a, um, a role-playing game. And that's one of the problems I also have with translating franchises to role-playing games. You know, Babylon 5 or Firefly or anything like that. Great universes to play in. The problem is you're most likely to say, you're on a ship, what do you do? Or you're on a space station, what do you do? And that means, of course, you need the GM to do a lot of heavy lifting because they need to provide hooks and points of interest to come in rather than um, focusing everyone's attention on the one big question, which is how do we lose our memories or how do we get this uh, this criminal? And um, which I think is a, a much better, more energetic hook into the action. I've actually got a Unisystem Firefly hack, which I think came about before the official Firefly game. There was a um, Unisystem, uh, there's all flesh must be eaten and um, and something, some Planet of the Apes version and uh, Conspiracy X 
and they for a while they did like these little pamphlets of uh, about how to convert their games into sort of uh, particular settings and one of them was firefly uh, except it was firefly with the serial numbers filed off and uh, i think it was fairly typical of the the sort of the period um i think i said in one of these earlier ones about people trying to do sort of more freeform narrative dramatic stuff but only having a, a pretty clunky detailed system to work with so you end up trying to force fit the sort of dramatic narrative thing into the system du jour not that unisys was a bad system i think it's uh it's really simple to learn simple to play and the cinematic uh, unif system is you know chef's kiss it's it's really good of course that mostly engaged with buffy and angel and angel and buffy fan here but anyway i've digressed a bit uh yeah i find i have a problem with people trying to run scenarios about that that are based on existing properties and indeed games based on existing properties because they often don't have the impetus that made the show great um of course the the great thing about babylon 5 in part was uh, sheridan having to run the station and things going on all the time and having to do sort of those micro actions to, to fix things and at the same time because you're a hub you have aliens coming to you and any and things can change on a on a an episode to episode basis um and i don't doubt that you could do that or something like that but um i think it's a lot better to have one unique thing that the characters are doing whether it's Blake seven or dark matter where you've got a ship and you decide to use it to strike out at people or try to recover your memories or if you've got um a mission to capture the latest evildoer so yeah dark matter and killjoys very good i should open the last door just a moment Oh, it's a it's a blaster. <coughs> oh shit. Um oh I have to deal with something. Sorry, I'll see speak to you next time. Fixoplasm Podcast. Words by Ralph Lovegrove, music by Chris Zabriskie. Find out more at fixoplasm.net.